This is a CBC Podcast. We may not have a lot of mountains, but otherwise, Saskatchewan has quite a bit in common with our neighbours to the west. From our economies driven by mining, oil and gas, to our politics and sovereignty fights with Ottawa. What happens in Alberta politics ripples over the border to us. So as people in the province of Alberta prepare to vote on Monday... What might be at stake for us here in Saskatchewan? To talk more about that, we've reached our political panel. Adam Hunter covers politics for CBC Saskatchewan. Murray Mandrick writes a political column in the Regina Leader Post, and they join us weekly at this time. Hi, guys. Good morning. Adam, how has the campaign next door been going? Well, it's it seemingly been going for more than just the election campaign when it was officially kind of launched. It's probably been going since Daniel Smith was, uh, you know, picked as leader of the UCP last October. And it's seemingly as an outsider come down to this question of trust and who voters are, are going to, to lean to. Uh, Daniel Smith has said some controversial things both on the campaign and the recent past that have got her in you know, a bit of hot water and ha- asking question, uh, getting questions asked of her, whether she's answered them is another question uh, on the campaign trail. Uh, and Albertans still, uh, uh, some Albertans anyway, blame Rachel Notley and the NDP for problems with the economy when she was the premier. And we know that the NDP doesn't have a, a strong electoral history as far as governing uh, Alberta. It's been dominated by the Conservative Party, Conservative parties over the years. And, and Rachel Notley is trying to uh, sell herself as a steady hand, uh, someone that's not going to be embroiled in some of these controversies that have, Daniel Smith has found herself in and that the uh, Alberta uh, voters need that uh, in in a time coming out of Jason Kenney, coming out of uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, Daniel Smith, on the other hand, is has you know really um, solidified sort of the uh, anti mandate, uh, anti vaccination vote, and is really uh, pushing for uh, you know cutting taxes and not raising taxes at all, uh, putting money towards a new hockey arena and other issues like that. Uh, that have I think. Um, grab some headlines in Alberta during the campaign. Murray, what have you noticed? I'm going to go go into the history for a moment because I'm absolutely fascinated by what Adam described as this NDP conservative divide that we've never seen in Alberta really and haven't seen here for many years. Uh, Honestly, Steph, it it reminds me of those days when I would go into the archives to do uh, anniversary columns on the CCF or the 40th or 50th anniversary. No, Adam, I didn't cover those elections. Uh, But (laughs) they would would basically be this hysteria related to what's going to happen if then the CCF government got into power, the CCF being the forerunners of the NDP, and how it might... uh, might affect and be the ruinization of Saskatchewan. Now, it's always been different in Alberta because, as you know, growing up, uh, as I did under the Lougheed and Getty and Ralph Klein uh, government staff, the Alberta uh, Conservatives were untouchable. Well, that changed a few years ago when the party or the Conservatives kind of split into several parties and Rachel uh, Notley was uh, elected Premier. Now it is more of a one-on-one battle, and it's a fascinating one because it pits really the fundamental notion that people have. Is your political philosophy more important to you than your 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 sense in terms of 
a government and an individual providing solid leadership, stability, uh, solid ideas. Because Daniel Smith has been often in this campaign and prior to providing none of the above. She has some very strange and and, and U.S. Republican borrow notions about uh, COVID-19, about health care, about uh, cancer, about any number of things that people in Alberta are comfortable uncomfortable with. And they're further uncomfortable with the fact that she is uh, promoting these ideas over the very things that uh, you are going to be hearing in Saskatchewan and have heard in Saskatchewan about the need for health care, about the need for, for other things. Uh, Saskatchewan and Premier Scott Moe has followed uh, Daniel Smith and, and before that, Jason Kenney's agenda on these things. But I, but this election is important to us because it's telling us much about what people want, what voters want in terms of practicality versus uh, their philosophical beliefs. And how it plays out Monday is going to have a profound effect on, uh, on not only uh, politics in Alberta, but here and perhaps even nationally. And and, uh, Adam uh, Darrell tweeted us that the polls that put the United Conservative Party ahead in Alberta disturbs him because he thinks if Danielle Smith uh, gets a new mandate for herself and another for that party, then the Premier of Saskatchewan, Scott Moe, will lean hard right. What uh, fallout do we expect here, given that the Saskatchewan United Party, as you know, has its leader in the House here? I think it's really fascinating, and uh, I think that's the, the thing to watch out of all of this. It's it's also, I think, uh, you know, when you look at what's happening nationally with Pierre Polyev and, and Justin Trudeau and that race, that whenever we get an election there, how that's shaping up. But, you know, some of the issues that are playing out in Alberta, they, 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 they are, you know, seemingly happening here as well when it comes to people not being able to find a family doctor, emergency wait times, uh, they're having trouble attracting and retaining uh, healthcare workers. Uh, there are issues about uh, carbon capture and sequestration. Daniel Smith really pushing for that. Uh, the net zero pledge where Rachel Notley saying we can get to 2035 net zero and Daniel Smith saying, nope, 2050 is where we're, where we're aiming, which is what we heard from Scott Moe last week and the NDP here as well. So uh, I think, uh, and my observation as, you know, being in scrums with Scott Moe and asking him about this is he really didn't talk a lot about Daniel Smith. When there were controversies and things she had said, we'd asked him, he didn't weigh in. And until last week when he said, you know, Daniel Smith's, you know, who we're supporting, we support conservative parties. We have lots of things in common. There are things we don't have in common. But on uh, things that we have in common, it's more than the NDP. And so that's where we're, we're putting our support. And it's not a surprise, but it was one of the first times he'd really mentioned her name and uh, pledged, you know, to, to back her. And, and it's not necessarily surprising, as I say, but um, how closely they're aligned coming out of this is going to be interesting to watch because you'll remember that when uh, Scott Moe was elected leader, he made a, a point of going to see Doug Ford right away, taking pictures with him, signing memorandums of understanding, then being in, in Weyburn with Jason Kenney, doing a fireside chat, uh, having uh, him uh, going to visit him in Alberta, going to the Stampede and having photos taken. We haven't seen Scott Moe with Daniel Smith one-on-one. We haven't seen that kind of relationship develop yet. Maybe he's doing a wait-and-see thing, but We'll see how how he plays it. As you mentioned, the United Party, the Buffalo Party, there are parties to the right that are you know threatening to bite into some of that SAS party vote, and we'll have to see how Scott Moe handles that and the and the Saskatchewan Party with an election next year. Murray, I'll give the last word to you. Do you think it's the probably saying things about cancer being preventable until it's at its fourth stage and other things that have Scott Moe 
standing a little further apart from Daniel Smith than perhaps other conservative premiers? I'll pick up on what Adam said and and, and address uh, 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 Daryl's uh, tweet in the sense that, yeah, it might be possible that Daniel Smith will lead the way uh, for Scott Moe going further right. But I think he might not, too. It might not, too. And here's why. People don't give Scott Moe enough credit for being a somewhat savvy politician. And it's probably no coincidence he's not uh, uh, mentioning Daniel Smith's name because it's an easy one to pronounce. There's no Stephanie Langenager. You know, <laughs> it, 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 it's, and the reason for that is because I don't know if he necessarily wants to be associated with the Smith brand of, of you know, what, can only be sometimes called as craziness in terms of this. He's wiser and more calculating than that, I think. And I think that there's a possibility that he might want to uh, position himself as the reasonable conservative compared to Polyev, compared to uh, Smith, compared to others that are now on the scene right now. And there is a position for that, and it's a position that's far more welcome in Saskatchewan. It's a whole new game, obviously, for uh, for Scott Moe if Rachel Notley does win, because then now he has a new enemy to add to the list of Justin Trudeau and Jagmeet Singh and, and, and the rest that he doesn't like. But if Smith wins, it's going to be an interesting... Uh, issue is in terms of exactly how does he position himself and does he take account for some of the things that he says and does it might be a bit tough because they've certainly followed uh, the uh, Alberta lead with this uh, with the uh, with the revenue agency with the Saskatchewan first act uh, with uh, several other policies right now uh, that sort of follow Alberta's lead from Kenny but uh, as Adam noted Scott Moe and uh, Jason Kenny were close I don't think Daniel Smith and Scott Moe are close Thanks, you guys. You're very welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.